0: niece my sister's daughter and she named my niece my niece's name skylar that's her name skylar i like the name you know i didn't like it at first when i first heard it because it's kind of kind of a white name i feel we can uh it's trending white i think we can say that right it's trending but you know what it is my sister's name is Tashana. so my mother went that way with it so i feel my sister wanted to just take a little off the top. That's what she was trying to do, just just bring it back a smidge, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got a sister named uh, Tashana, another one named Talisha, third one named Tajima. yeah. Brother named Torian, and my youngest brother is named Victor. Yeah, it's like they got the Victor and they were like, okay, let's cut this out, we made out for you, let's. Can we cut this out? I think we made our point. Can we stop it now? And I like the name Skylar, I get it. My sister's smart, because Skylar's gonna get older, and try to get a job, you know? They get that resume first, I'm liking her chances, you know? They get that resume, it says Skylar at the top. Skylar, Skylar, let's bring her in. Let's meet her, guys, let's meet Skylar, yeah. All you want is a chance. They get that resume, it says, LaCretia at the top. You know, Lucretia doesn't sound like she thinks the customer's always right. This <laughs> is <just laughs> <for that. laughs>
1: and,
0: and the crazy thing is in our country, you can have a child and name it whatever you want. We, you know, we don't have any rules about that. Which I think is crazy. I think in the room where you give the name, we need like an alarm system, like a button at a bank that you press. <laughs> you can alert the, the authorities that a mistake is in progress. Congratulations on your daughter. What'd you want to name her? Oh, I want the name of Jinsenga. <laughs> okay, okay. So like Jinseng with an A at the end. Is that what i <laughs> That's a great name. That's a great name. Just let me get something from under the desk. Hold on a second. Push the button, right? She gets back to the room. The baby's gone. Oh my God, what, what have you done with Jinsenga? Oh, you, you mean Michelle? <laughs> She's with a family that's gonna love her. That's where (laughs) Michelle is. (laughs) And listen, I'm kidding. I know you cannot take people's babies away, okay? (laughs) And I'm also not making fun of your name if it's from a different country. I get, I'm talking about every country needs their own set. Like I got a buddy named Chinadu, but he's Nigerian. Like that's, that's like John where he's from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about that. But for people that go off the ranch, think about it. One guy types the name in, that's the name forever. We gotta give this guy the power to say no. He could change this baby's life. He's the baby's advocate. Give him that power, right? Congratulations on your daughter. What would you like to name her? Oh, we want the name of Exotasia. Uh, ooh, wow, I'm 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 sorry, what what was that? Exotasia. Because we were so excited when she exited. So yeah, <laughs> Uh No, uh, I'm sorry. I can't. Now she's going to get upset, right? Well, hold on, hold on. Who are you? you no, know, I can name my daughter whatever I want to name my daughter. They told you, imagine. You telling anybody when well, they can name anybody? Matter of fact, big man, what is your name? What's your name? Who, who me? I, I'm Limangelo. <laughs> My crazy mother loved lemon <laughs> And that's why I work here. <laughs> Gotta save the kids. <laughs> not too many uh i get a sense there's not too many black people i'm not sure i don't know the demographics but i just say that because i saw a black guy uh, a few hours ago and he hugged me and i didn't know him he said take me with you and i was like It is good to be here. Uh, I love, I love Utah. I really do. I mean, I, I've been here so many times. It seemed like it, with all the craziness that's happening now, um, like I come to Utah, it's just mellow. Like it's not, you know, it's not so divided here. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with our country. I really don't. But I, I believe in the American dream. I think that's still a thing, you know, no matter. Who, yeah. I, I hope. I hope. No matter where you start, you can make something out of yourself. That's America, you know? I think, I think I'm the American dream. Look at me, from Brooklyn, New York. And, and now I'm in Provo. Do you, you understand? So, if you have a dream and you believe in that dream. But true story though, only in America, true story. My cousin Calvin from Brooklyn, right? Spent seven years in prison. And uh, that's, that's not the dream part. Um, Seven years in prison While in prison Took classes Got his college degree In jail Graduated Top of his jail class We're so So proud of him He he made the warden's list So he was a great student Um, My cousin got out of jail With his degree And in two weeks He got a job At a bank No I'm just teasing you He didn't get a job At a bank he didn't get a job at a bank. He, he did a bank job, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Well, you know, he wanted to go back, get his master's degree, his studies. It was unfortunate though, because when he went back in, they sent him to a different jail and his credits didn't transfer. He had to start. Well, he went to community jail. You gotta go to the right jail, is all I'm saying people I do travel a lot I travel within the country but I also go overseas you know I like going overseas last year was a good year last year I went to China Israel Scotland Africa it was, it was good going to the motherland you know because yeah. I because I've never been to Scotland so you know just digging <laughs> it with my people over there you know they don't they don't like Americans everywhere you go yeah, they don't like us everywhere you go. I think it's because, um, I don't know, everywhere you go, they know everything about us and we know nothing about them. Yeah, we're like, we're like the hot chick of the world. That's who. <laughs> you ever hang out with a young hot chick and she doesn't know how the world works yet? You know? She says things like, you don't have to wait in line, just go to the front. <laughs> like she doesn't understand. All the drinks are free. <laughs> Now, I will say this, uh, respectfully, I will say this. When I go places, they don't seem to mind uh, black Americans quite as much. Yeah, because, like, they know it wasn't us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I've been to Africa a bunch. That's great, you know. First time I went to Africa, I was so excited because I had, like, I just wanna, I had like a message, you know, from my people over there. Cause see, to understand, uh, you have to understand, my grandmother raised me, so I'm real old school, right? So, like, I'm real old, like, like I'm, I'm from the, like, I never waste food, I'm from that era, like, I never waste food. Even to this day, we're going to eat, I'll eat my food, and your food. Like, that's, <laughs> cause growing up, I had to eat everything. Clean plate club. I had to eat, I had to eat soggy cereal. You know, what? you know when cornflakes stays in milk? longer than two minutes and 38 seconds. It changes form, like you can't chew it anymore. You just gotta let it slide down the back of your throat. Yeah, I had to eat that, Rare. My grandmother knew the real expiration date of food, the real, not, not the date on the package, not. That's a suggestion, that's not the actual, yeah. Like, Grandma, this is past the date. She's like, no, baby, it's seven business days. (laughs) And Monday was a holiday, so go ahead and knock yourself out. (laughs) I couldn't eat what I wanted. I could never eat what I desired. I could only eat what was up next, like what was about to go bad, you know? Saturday morning, I'm excited. I want pancakes, you know? They're like, ooh, no. Actually, we need you to eat this lasagna, if you don't mind. But, but you should start right now. There's not much time on that lasagna. <laughs> Salmonella and <in> 10, <laughs> 9. And when we're kids are growing up, they tell us all the same thing, right? They say, eat all your food because they're starving kids in Africa. Yeah. So when I went to Africa, I had a clear conscience. <laughs> Yeah, I got off the plane, I was like, hey guys, good to meet you. Hey guys, listen, I, uh, I ate all my food. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were starving or not, but it wasn't me, is what I'm saying, because... And the thing is, that never really made too much sense. That that whole thing. I I get the part, like, you don't want to add insult to injury. I get that part. But from a practical standpoint, it makes no sense from a practical standpoint, right? Because like, if you eat all your food, it's in your belly. Like that food can never make it to Africa. You ate it. But if you throw it away, it's got an outside shot, is what I'm saying. Like, say you're eating a pizza, right? You shouldn't do this. You gotta slice of pizza you just fling it. You're done with it. Just fling it. <laughs> and it just happens to fall into someone's bag who's on their way to Africa. Do you see what I mean? You just... <laughs> now, when I started that joke and I threw the pizza up in the air, I'm sure at least some of you thought a bird was gonna catch the pizza and fly it to Africa. Get real. <laughs> Makes no sense. I've been traveling a lot. I actually went to, you know, I went recently. I actually went to Amsterdam. Yeah, so, you know what happens? You know what happens in Amsterdam, Provo? Yeah, bike riding, exactly. No, I'm serious, everyone's on a bike. There's no shame to their game. They just, on, like, they don't have cars. They're on bikes, right? Because in the U.S., we're a car culture, you know? I mean, you know, unless you're on your mission, but oh, in the U.S. <laughs> most places in the U.S., we're a car culture. Like, if you're over 18 and you're on a bicycle, you you kind of have to explain yourself, right? <laughs> hey, man, notice you're on a bicycle. You wanna, you wanna talk about it? like? What happened, exactly? Which your life? Like, what happened? with your life? In the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, you'll see a man in a three-piece suit on a bicycle going to work with a basket.? Ba-ding, ba-ding. He's probably the president of the company, president of the company going to work. right? Like, here you see a man in a three-piece suit, on a bicycle going to work. you're going to say to yourself, "Wow. His divorce lawyer sucked. And that guy... That guy lost everything in a divorce. It's really sad. And that's why when people ride bikes... Uh, having started about 15 years ago. When people ride bikes in the U.S., they go out of their way to let you know it's a hobby. You know what I mean? No one can just hop on a bike with jeans anymore. No, you got to be in the Tour de France. Like, you got Two thousand dollar bike. You gotta have spandex, stupid aerodynamic helmet, right? The shoes that lock into the pedals. You you gotta get sponsorship. What are you trying to shave thirty seconds off your time to Jamba Juice like? Calm calm it all way down. Calm it down. And and I I don't get the shoes that lock into the pedals either. I don't. I'm sure there's a reason, but... Like, whenever I see guys with shoes, or a guy with shoes that lock into his bike pedals, I get sad. I do. I go, oh, that guy doesn't know how pedals work. How sad. I should probably tell him how pedals work. Listen, you only need shoes that lock into the pedals if you have one pedal or one foot, because you got to bring it back unless you're prepared to go like this, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That seems hard, I'm not sure. And the thing is, I get it though. Listen, I say all of this and I'm joking, but if I live in LA now, if you come to my place, you're gonna see me on my bicycle with some of the stuff I just said. Yeah, you're gonna be like, wow, hypocrite over here, But What happens is when you go into a bike shop, you ever go into a bike shop? They look down on you. It's like a cult. As soon as you walk in, they got you. You're just buying stuff, you know? And I walked into a bike shop. You can't walk out of a bike shop without spending $1,000. You walk in, and it's like, oh, I'm
1: gonna really need that. Oh, yeah.
0: And I was getting everything they said. I didn't snap out of it until they tried to sell me the shoes that lock into the pedals. That's when I was like, wait a second, wait wait. Why do I need shoes that lock into the pedals? And how come I can't call my mother? Like, I'm just worried about... What's happening here? <laughs> we don't give the Dutch enough credit, man. The Dutch, shout out to the Dutch. Think about it, they gave us going Dutch. <laughs> like that's big. Some brave forward-thinking Dutchman set up for himself one day and said, uh maybe you pay for yourself? I don't know. They're very practical, they don't get credit. They were, they, everything they do is so, it just makes sense. Like They have vending machines over there in the Netherlands, like an entire city block. It's a big vending machine, it's amazing. Bread, peanut butter, whatever you want, type in a number, it comes to you from halfway down the block. What do we have? Late night gas stations. And they lock the door at 11, because it's America, I get it, right? Now you gotta order through that glass what you want. He never gets it right. We've all been there. Like, hey man, let me get uh let me get 30 on pump six, please. And um, you know what? Let me let me get the cool ranch Doritos right there. Yeah, the Cool Ranch. Thank you, thank you. Oh, oh hey, 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 man, hey, hey, my man, listen, hey, hey, hey! No, 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 those, those are not the Cool Ranch. Those are band-aids, actually. That's not what I the Cool Ranch, right next to right, you see what? Right? No, dog, that's ravioli, man. Well, actually, how much is the ravioli? How much is the ravioli? All right, bet, yeah, let me get the ravioli then. And then the cool ranch, you see, right? No, right, your hand is right. That's fine, no, bring up the cashews. I love cashews, I like the cashews, that's fine. I, um... I don't have any children, you know? Maybe, we'll see. I waited. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I meant, we'll see if I have some, not. <laughs> There's no little light skinned kid in Amsterdam going, huh, <laughs> huh? No, it's just. But I, I waited, I waited to have kids because um, I'm from the hood, and my mother had me so young that I wanted to fix it, you know? Yeah, I wanted to fix it to make her a grandmother at the right age. I was trying I was trying to clean up the timeline uh, uh, a little bit, yeah. Because my mother is only 15 years older than me, and that's, that's a little snug. You can say it's snuggy, you know? It's not bad, though. The good thing is she could never play the, the back-in-my-day card. Because I was there. I used to help her with her homework. My, you got to carry the one. How many times I got to tell you this? I still remember the day my grandmother sat me and my mother down on the couch and told us there was no Santa Claus. And we... That's yeah. That was a tough day for us both, yeah. <laughs> My biggest fear is that when she gets older, I can't take care of her anymore, right? Just gotta take her to a nursing home, and we're on our way there. She's 90, and uh, I'm 75, <laughs> and then we get there, and they make me stay. Well, man, by the time you get home, it's time to come right back. You might as well just, just kick it here. Um, so, like I tell you, my grandmother raised me, beautiful lady. We um, had a nickname for her. We called her Go-Go. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why. It's not like she ever went-went. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Love Go-Go, man. We, we, were, we were like, that's, that's, my, that's my heart right there. But you know, she had funny ways about it. Like every time uh, my grandmother, every time Gogo burned rice, which was every time Gogo cooked rice, it was always my fault that she burned the rice. You know, like I'm playing video games, she comes walking in, she I say, hey Gogo. She's like, boy, you're trifling. What? You mean to tell me you sitting right in here and you can't smell the rice burning? Sorry, I thought you had that. I thought that was your thing. Goes on and on, almost a daily occurrence. I'm outside playing, still happens. I'm outside, Gogo com- comes, calls me up. I run upstairs, we're on the fifth floor. I run upstairs, hey, Gogo, what's up? Boy, you're trifle. For... What? She said, she's like, you mean to tell me you're right outside and you can't see the smoke? Coming out the window? This happens all the time. I grow up, I move away, I go to college, right? I get a call on my dorm, pick up the phone, it's Gogo. Hey, Gogo, why are you trifling? Like, Gogo, listen, I'm 100 miles away from you, okay? I can't, I can't see it, I can't smell it. She said, turn to Channel 6. <laughs> it's funny, but technically, you're laughing at my grandmother's house burning down. I just want to let you know that that's. <laughs> no it's okay it didn't didn't happen it didn't happen it's exaggerated for the joke it's fun being a comedian it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work you know i know it's crazy it used to i I don't think it was work before but now it's a lot of work because you got to write jokes that's easy right kind of but it's all the social media people it's just too much man it's and i you know Most people are great online, but you got some crazies out there. Some people are really... And I don't need everyone to like me. I'm not about that. I don't need you to like me. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm good, right? But if you don't like me, I don't need you to tell me. You you, you see what I'm saying? Like, just don't like me over there. But everyone's got... You know when when the best time to be a performer was? It was the 80s. That was because it was like... There was TV, but you could, there was separation, you know? Like, like, say you hated Lionel Richie in the 80s. You had no way of telling Lionel Richie that you hated him. You had to eat that. Like, that was just something you had to just deal with. Maybe you could tell your friends, I hate Lionel Richie. I'm like, all right, all right. You couldn't just call Lionel Richie up and be like, hello, like you couldn't do that. not an option. In fact, the only way you could tell Lionel Richie that you hated him in the '80s was to buy a ticket to a Lionel Richie show, a good ticket, first ten rows, so he could hear you. Right? You had to drop some serious '80s coin, You're like thirty-five dollars. You had to pay thirty-five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> so you could be in the first ten rows. You got there early. You were stretching. You were getting ready. He's like, when he comes out, I'm gonna say, I hate you, Lionel Richie. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to mess up the whole show. He's going to know I hate him. He's going to know. <laughs> then he came out. He went right to some Commodore songs. You forgot he was with the Commodores. He was like, well, some of the Commodore stuff is actually pretty cool, though. I like you, right? like." <laughs> okay, after the Commodore stuff, I'm going to say, I hate you, Alana Rich. <laughs> <laughs> then he did the song with Kenny Rogers. You was like, oh, I like that song, too, actually. All right. <laughs> right. Then he did We Are The World. He was like, oh, man. He was, well, that's right. He wrote We Are The World. Damn, man. After this, I'm saying? Then he did two other songs, you didn't even know he was, it was Lionel Richie. About an hour and a half in, you're like, uh, you know, I, th- I think I love Lionel Richie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the problem with the internet is that you can't get kicked off. That's the real issue with it. You, can't, you can do whatever you want today, come back, do it again. As a society, that's not how we set this thing up. The whole power we have to make everyone act right is we can ostracize you, we can send you to jail, right? We can send you to Australia, like wherever we need to send you, (laughs) even in this room, we can kick you out, right? Internet, you come back the next day. Same problem with homeless people. You can't really tell homeless people what to do. You really can't because they're they're already outside. You you understand? (laughs) You can't kick them more outside, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how do you threaten them, right? If you keep acting up, I'm gonna get you in an apartment. I swear, <laughs> I'll pay you first and last month rent. Play games with me and see if I don't set you up in an apartment. <laughs> but you gotta love the internet, because everything's on there. Everything's on YouTube is like, I can't believe YouTube. It's, you know it's the second search engine after Google, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, YouTube, Everything is on YouTube, I pro- like if you grew up and you didn't know your father, okay? Don't hire an investigator, don't do that. Go to YouTube, and type my daddy and your dad will pop up on YouTube doing a nay nay. I promise you, he's there. Everything's on YouTube, it's an amazing thing. I'm telling you, 20 years from now, there won't be doctors, just be YouTube. Like, your your appendix is hurting? You'd be like, okay, which one of my friends has a steady hand? You just, you bring up the YouTube. (laughs) Skip the ad, dude, skip the ad. This is a pretty good deal though. Let me bookmark it, let me bookmark it. I'll come back. (laughs) Everything is on YouTube. my, My AC wasn't working, right? I went to the manufacturer's website, nothing. I go to YouTube, type in my AC, three or four guys pop up teaching me how to fix my air conditioner. I was like, thanks three or four guys. Yeah. One of the videos was in my apartment. I didn't know how even... And I was like, yeah, I was really appreciative. I was like, thank you guys. But at the same time, I was like, who, who asked you to do this? Like, why was this your responsibility? I'm trying to. What did you wake up at 2 a.m. in a cold sweat? Oh my gosh. There's people out there that don't have to fix the recognition filter. I've got to do it. That blows my mind. Anything in the world you need or want someone else in the world said, I got it. I got it. I'll do a video for you. Anything. You can go to YouTube and type, How do I Wipe My Butt? Some guy will pop up. Hey guys, Jack Morris here. Please subscribe below. Huh. So a lot of people hit me up. They say, "Jack, how to wipe my butt?" Real so simple. Here's what you're gonna need: some toilet paper and a butt. Follow me, guys. Let's. Uh... I'm sorry, that's a little out there, right? I just thought of the craziest thing I could think of. But then I went back. I said, "Well, let me see. Let me research." Research my own joke, right? I went to YouTube, I typed in, How to Wipe My Butt. Five videos. Five. <laughs> I mean, five legitimate videos with no irony, just people teaching you, right? <laughs> and who can this be for? <laughs> who is this video for, really? <laughs> who in the world knows how to read and write? owns a computer, but also doesn't know how to wipe their butt, it's got to be for aliens when you think about it, it's the only thing that makes sense, I uh, I get all my music online too, because the radio station, you know, they don't play four songs all day, you know how that is. I actually heard Jay Z on the radio recently and the radio guy was talking to him he was like, yo Jay, what you feel about the music today, Jay? There's no good music, you know? And Jay-Z was all like, well you know there's good music out there. You just gotta find it. You gotta you gotta search for the music. <laughs> <All> right, so <laughs> it's your boy. So anyway, um... so think about what happened there. The radio station Asked Jay-Z, where's the good music? Jay-Z told the radio station to find it. (laughs) You're the radio station. Like That would be like if you went to a restaurant, and you call the chef over. Hey, chef, can I um, talk to you a sec? Yeah, yeah, this food is awful. It's crap. And the chef's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's good food out there, though. You know what I mean? It's got (laughs) to... We can't serve it, but do your homework. It's out there. It's (laughs) Traveling, you know, when you travel, you learn things, too. You learn, you can dispel things that you thought were true that are really not true, you know? I mean, still, the lessons you learn at home, I think, are solid, but you learn. Like, you travel, I've been all over the world, I learned. It hit me one day. I was overseas. I'm like, wow, Asians are the best drivers. And, um, it it hit me one day. I said, Asians... (laughs) Asians, uh, you guys think I'm having a stroke, don't you? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Asians really are the best drivers. You have to go over there to get it. You know how you you cross the street in Vietnam? The cars don't stop. You can stand on the corner for like an hour. And you're like, what's happening? And someone explained it to to me. He's like, no, you got to just go. And they'll just drive around you. (laughs) Yeah, you have to take a deep breath and just step out in the traffic. <laughs> they're like, whoa, but you gotta keep the same pace. It's very important that you keep the same. It's like Frogger and you're the frog. You understand? And then you get to the other side of the street and you look back for your body and you go, Woo! I made it. Unbelievable. I don't that means they're driving around you. Think of that's precision driving, right? Some of you still not buying it. Think about it like this. I'll prove to you Asians are the best drivers. I prove to you right now. Think about it like this. Anybody can just drive safely. And anybody can have an accident. But do you know how hard it is to almost have an accident? All day? Like that's... That is a scale, my friends. <laughs> this, is, um, this is the part of the year where, if you're a sports fan like me, I don't know, um, we're taping this at the time where basketball just finished, hockey just finished. This is when it gets rough. I mean, I like baseball, but you know, it gets rough right now. That's probably why you're here. You're like, let's go to see some comedy because there's nothing on. And what happens is ESPN, they they have to justify why they're around. So they start showing stuff that's not sports. This is when it happens. They start putting on activities, but try to pass them off as sports. Dart throwing, activity. (laughs) Bowling, activity. The other day I saw cup stacking. Now, for those of you who, um, for those of you who don't know what cup stacking is, let me explain to you. It's cup stacking. Uh, uh, <laughs> they give kids cups and they, and they stack them. I'm like, put the cups away, go outside and take your beating like a man. Go outside. <laughs> Not, we can't find a sport for everyone is what I'm saying. Like Cup stacking? You know how low that... Ha- you Yeah, know how many teams you didn't make? to <laughs> Activities, man. Fishing. I mean, fun activity, but an activity. I don't want to watch people fish. How do you watch people fish? It's so boring, you have to just go fishing yourself. And here's how you know. All these things I'm saying. Uh, I said dog throwing, fishing. Here's how you know... Your sport is just an activity. A little litmus test, if you're wondering. If you're the best in the world at your sport, but you still have a roommate... Sorry, that's that's an activity. That's not a sport. If you hold the world record, but you split the cable bill, I'm sorry, that's not an activity. That's not... Michael Jordan never had roommates. Like Michael Jordan never came home from winning a championship and there were three guys on beanbags playing PlayStation. And they were like, hey Mike, how'd it go? Uh, yeah, yeah, we won. We won the championship again, yeah. Um, hey guys, um, anybody know what happened to that, that chow mein that I had in the fridge? It was almost four, it was a thing of chow mein. So nobody knows what happened to the chow mein. Okay, okay. I said I was gonna win the championship, come home, and eat that chow mein. <laughs> I wrote my name on it. You didn't see my name. It said MJ's Championship Chow Mein. You guys didn't see that on the. <laughs> I uh.
1: Now,
0: any single people here in the in the crowd? Um, Single, mm, no single. Clap if you're single.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: More women than men. So uh, I'll, speak, <laughs> I'll speak to the ladies on behalf of the men. Ladies, love you, all of that. Don't take this the wrong way. But for the single men out there, this is, what, this is a message I'm sending you. Ladies, uh, you know how you have a guy friend, even if you're not single, you had this before. Every lady in here. Remember you had the guy friend that you liked a lot, a whole lot? but not that way.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's wrong, ladies, is what that is. But because if the guy hangs out with you, you know he likes you. I mean, why else would he put up with you? you're talking? I mean, seriously, just. Uh, sorry, ladies. When you have a guy friend and he's a great guy, ladies, and you won't date him, do you know what that's like for the guy? It would be like if you went on a job interview, right? And the guy was like, well, Mr. Perkins, this is a great resume. (laughs) We've got the experience we've been looking for. We love your attitude. You're perfect for this job. (laughs) And we're not going to hire you. (laughs) No, no, we'll probably hire someone who's far less qualified and has a drinking problem. (laughs) But this is a great resume. In fact, this is the resume we're going to use to judge all the other candidates. (laughs) Now, we're not gonna hire you ever, but is it okay if we call you every now and then (laughs) to complain about the guy we do hire? Can we do (laughs) (laughs) that? And fellas, if this happens to you, it is your fault. Because women don't read minds. Just let them know what you want. Just be a a wee bit assertive. Let them know, right? Like, I tell ladies now, I tell them, listen, I'm good with friends, so I'm not looking for that. I got all the friends I need, right? I'm I'm taking no more friend applications. I mean, check me around Christmas time. I might do some seasonal hiring. But for right now, I have enough friends. I got a mother, three sisters. I got cousins I can't be with because of Society, and, um, <laughs> uh, I said who was single, so everyone else must be not single. So who's not single? Good on you, good on you, good on you. And um, I don't know, I, I, I ask people, what, how do you make it work relationships? And I get different things, communication, you know, uh, some guys say drinking A lot of men tell me though, a lot of men just like, hey man, just let her be right. Just, you know, yes, dear. And I get it. All these things I get, but here's I think the real thing to it is picking the right person in the beginning. Then, Then the work is a little easier. You don't mind doing the work. So I don't know about for ladies, but for men, I've got a little litmus test. Here's how you know you get the right lady. Right, fellas? It's the one you look at and you say to yourself, you know what? I love this girl so much that I am prepared to come home from work every day, sit down in front of her, and listen to her story. <laughs> now, now, I know it's not gonna have a beginning on end. I, I realize that. She's gonna introduce new characters along the way. But I'm gonna listen with love and empathy. Gonna offer no solutions. Even if there is a a clear solution, I we're not offer that solution. And ladies, we love you, but you know your stories are not You don't you don't beeline it with your stories, kinda, you kinda you glow stick it with your stories, you know. And it's because you're smarter, like I'm being real. Like you got, your brains handle more variables than ours with tunnel vision. So ladies, when you talk to a man, be gentle. Understand what we got going on up here. Just checkers, just basic checkers. That's all we got. Just King me. That's all we got. And ladies, your brains, your brains, chess. Yeah. Except every piece on the chessboard is also playing a game of chess. Do you see this? <laughs> and, and I think that's the reason why you never see like, you never see like four women hijack a plane. Yeah. I think it's because it it would take too long to be quiet. And another thing. I'm sorry, but uh. Why are you hijacking this plane again? I'm getting to it, okay? Okay, okay. It's just that uh, we we've landed already. It is the thing. So should we circle? What should we do? Man? I tease, tease. We love you, ladies. Don't love you. I um. Two more things before I get out of here. There is. Uh, I live in LA. From New York, I live in LA. And. I don't know if you have this kind of thing here, but there's a social experiment in LA that just intrigues me, okay? Same parking lot, there's a Whole Foods right next to a 99 cent store. It's trippy, because it's like the 1% shopping with the 99%. And you feel bad for the 99 cent store people, too, because they have to walk past the Whole Foods. Every now and then they go in by mistake, you see them, they're just confused. They're putting almonds on layaway. You know what I mean? It's just really... <laughs> I go to both stores, okay? But when I'm at the 99 cent store, when I go to the dollar store, I'm proud. And I hate when I'm in there and there's a guy ahead of me that tries to make me feel bad. Yeah, I look over. He's got bleach, sponges, Ajax. I get his message. Because you know what he's saying? What he's saying is, well, I, uh, I just get my cleaning products from here. I mean, I shop here, but I don't... I don't shop here. <laughs> screw you dude because i'm getting my groceries for the week is what i'm doing and if you're the man if you got it like that don't even come here with the plebes. if you're the man go get your bleach from Whole Foods. go get eight dollar bleach yeah go go get some cage-free bleach like if you're about that life get some farm-raised ajax if you're about that life don't bring your four dollar attitude to the 99 cent store Once you come to the dollar store, you're one of us. You know better than anybody else. So if you're there, why not have fun? Get in the game. Everything's a buck. Get in the game. Go get some grapes. that are gonna go bad in an hour. Just get them. <laughs> you know, my favorite, my favorite thing about the dollar store, my favorite thing are the bananas. Yeah, because I've, um, I've been to dollar stores all over the world, okay? And uh, I'm, I'm not sure, is that, is that bragging? Like, what did I just say? I don't even know. <laughs> Is that a brag or conf- I don't even know what, what box that goes in, but I've been at a lot of dollar stores and any dollar store in the world you go to, you got two choices of banana. You know, there's two options, dark green or black. Like those are your two. And I think what happens is when they turn yellow, they take them to the Whole Foods. I think that's, that's what's happening. I wanna leave you with this. I live, I live, I live alone, everyone. I'm, I'm, you know, I got my own little condo, it's a good look. I didn't always live alone. I used to have a roommate, I saved up. It was fine, my roommate was cool. But, when people live together, they're never equally clean, this is a fact. So, round of applause, who's the clean one? Clap if you're the clean one tonight. Yes, clean one's very proud. You see that, as a proud people. Clean one's like, yes, I'm the clean one, Yeah. And the clean one always looks at the dirty one to make sure they're not clapping. No, it's not your turn. He didn't say but He didn't say you, he didn't say me. I won't say dirty, but clap if you are a little untidy. Maybe you're busy, you got stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, these are my people. And you gotta clap. As soon as I said it, the clean one went like this. So you gotta, these are my people. And I'm sure you're like me, I'm not filthy. I'm not filthy, just my, my old roommate, he was, he was obsessive. He didn't live life, you know? He, he stalked dirt. <laughs> dirt had a restraining order against him, yeah. He was always lurking in the shadows, waiting to clean. Like, I'm eating a sandwich. I run and get the phone. I come back, the plate, it's gone. It's in the dish rack. And, and he's not even home. Yeah, yeah, Sam. He was passive aggressive. We used to write little notes and leave them all over the place. You know, like God forbid, I didn't wipe off the sink. That would get a note. Yeah, like attention sink users. And it was just me and him. So I'm like, why are you? It's just me. Say, I'm Dwayne. Say my name. But you know, if you clap second, when you live with a clean person, you know it's kind of cool. It's annoying, but it's cool, right? Because if you live with a clean person, you never have to clean. Because clean people, you have to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a compulsion. You can't... You can't out-filth us, right? Because our threshold for filth is so much higher than yours. And clean people, we love it when you act like you're not gonna clean it. It's cute. It really is. It's cute. my roommate would try to get tough, right? He'd be like, hey, buddy, hey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know those dishes in the sink? <laughs> well, you know, they're yours. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know. I know those are my dishes. Just leave them there. I'll get to them. Just leave them. <sighs> <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, uh, any any idea when? when I... Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm not sure when actually. Uh, I'm about to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> And then I'm going to read the Old Testament. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are great. I'm great. Partners. Thank you very much. Guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Try ball comedies and download the app on your Android or Apple products.